Hey everybody, I'm Greg Soul, and this is Why Am I, a podcast where I talk to interesting people and try and trace a path to where they find themselves today. My guest this go around is Lady Pink. Pink is known for a lot of things. She was an accomplished graffiti artist. She's potentially a hip hop icon as the lead in the defining movie Wild Style, but those are all just origin stories. She defines herself as an artist. I quickly realized that she's a person that knows their purpose and power, so I had better not mess around, but I also learned that she adores kids and gives a lot of herself and a lot of her time to growing and nurturing them. I love that dichotomy. She's definitely my kind of people. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Pink. Lady Pink, thank you for you for joining me on the YMI podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, in the interest of time, I will jump right into it. Uh, you and I are somewhere. Where are we? I feel like we're in the grocery store and the line's backing up. Uh, I've got a bunch of celery and carrots. I'm trying to do this like sad dad thing where I just eat healthy right now. It's unfortunate and I feel bad. Anyway, we uh, strike up a conversation. I tell you about me. I am super boring. I did, you know, like I don't need to get into it. I'm super boring. So we get through it really fast, but it's your turn to reciprocate. So who are you? I am um, an artist. I am a New York based uh, artist. My origins is that of a graffiti artist. But, you know, you're a bit presumptuous. You think that I will converse with you in a grocery line? Absolutely not. I do not stop and talk and tell my life story to complete strangers. <laughs> Especially if you just con conveyed to me that you're absolutely boring and ordinary. I'm afraid not. I, I, I walk in the realm of other um, interesting and amazing and famous artists. I've been doing this for about 42 years. And, and, and I do not tell my life story to everyone. I travel the world. I've exhibited in museums and galleries in, all over in every corner of the world. But my origins are that of a teenage graffiti writer sneaking into the subway yards as a kid, sneaking out of my parents' house, out of the window, going to the worst neighborhoods of New York City in the middle of the night just to meet my friends. And then there I would be like, you know, trying to sneak into a train yard or a tunnel or some crazy ass mission and hopefully to paint a subway train. And we call this fun. But, you know, um, that led to an art career. Before I knew it, you know, people were like, um, galleries and museums were inviting me to exhibit alongside some of the, the best graffiti writers out there, the cream of the crop. Now, I started in 79. But the guys through the 1970s had already kicked ass. They did like amazing subway trains, whole cars, and there were heroes and legends and, and, and celebrities, people you wanted to meet. And because of the amazing subway trains they painted. And then at 16, I was exhibiting with these guys. I met them all in a blow in a gallery and I was still a toy. And that's what you call an amateur. <laughs> and I had to get good fast with these guys. I had to try to keep up. They were like in their early 20s. And I was the baby of the bunch, but surprisingly in 79, all of these young cats were feeling like they needed a female representative. They were feeling the feminist movement through the seventies and they were being supportive. So I was their token female. They literally came, crash came to my high school to find me 
and invite me to be in the first gallery show. And I was like, oh my God, I could barely do a straight line with spray paint. But, you know, I had to get good fast. I was just starting on the trains. You know, you got to practice, practice, practice with spray paint to get good. So like, that's my origins. That's, that's where I began. And that is not appropriate to tell people in, 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 in a line on, 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 a, <laughs> on a grocery store. Are you kidding me? Say. You would have me like instantly. Like I would be instantly. No, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> and then you also assume that I even go grocery shopping. Oh that, my, I'm sorry. No, Things come I, to I, you, I, right? I, I, I don't, I don't. My husband handles all of that, that menial stuff like that that leaves me free to be the artist that I am. He That's handles amazing. some of the housework and, you know, the cleaning, the cooking. And the, he's also my executive assistant at what I do here. But, you know, some of that stuff. No, I don't I don't really drive. I live in the country. He's the one that drives. It's mostly his job to go to the grocery store. Well, you know, I'm curious. <laughs> you say, um, you know, when they when they came and they found you, you said you could barely paint a straight line. What is it about you? You think that they said this is the one that pink is pink is for us. Well, um. At 16, I was already attending the High School of Art and Design. And oh, there wow. was already, um, and that is in Midtown Manhattan, the middle of New York City. And that's a vocational school. They don't have these in other cities, even some big cities, they don't have them. A specialty high school, you gotta apply to get in, show a portfolio, all of that. So there are talented kids from every corner of New York. I met like 300 graffiti writers at a time, literally. And some of these guys knew how to get into the subways. You know, sure, they lived in like crazy neighborhoods in the deep Bronx or the depths of Brooklyn or someplace, but they had they had spots. So um, you got to practice style. Graffiti, New York based graffiti is all about lettering and fonts and style. And you got to practice, practice, practice and do it in books, do it on paper in each area. Each borough, let's say Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, everyone had their own distinctive style. Hmm. The same way that you would find a dialect in a different place, how hmm. they speak, or you know, they're British, or you know, they're from the South, or you know, you, how they handle English. You know this. You know, even, even closer to more regions, you can tell where people are from by their dialect. The same way you could with fonts and letters. And now it's worldwide. You could tell like who's French, who's German, who comes right. from Asia. Right. By the way they handle their fonts, their style, their letters, you got to practice and practice before you could bring it out to the streets and be shamed or shame all your friends. You got to be good. Even your tag style, you got to have a style. So when I put up my name, I'm saying one, that I'm a female, that I'm from the 1980s, that I'm from New York City, and specifically I'm from Queens. All of this is said just by my tag. So, you know, um, I think these guys were already aware that I had skills. So when I was invited, I could already draw and I could paint. Um, but what I hadn't tried very much was spray paint. So for that, you got to go someplace like mm, train yards, the industrial area, someplace to practice. I, my first thing was right across the street from my house at the handball courts at the local high school. Just in the middle of the night, took my stepdad's paint and started doing something horrendous. But, you know, you got to practice somewhere. Gotcha. So that was um, that, that was the thing. I think these guys were already aware that I could do stuff. I had skills, so they invited me to be down. And then when invited to be in a big project that's over your head, you know, you see some people step up and, and they show what they're made of. Right. And other people, you know, go home with their tail between their legs, whimpering. And I've seen that. Hmm. Well, I... You know, I was asking, obviously, you're at a place where you, you make a good connections. You obviously are a talented artist. They see that. 
but I'm willing to bet there's something else. And I could tell within five seconds, you're the kind of person who doesn't put up with any shit. You know who you are and you're going to speak your mind. And I, those are the people that I don't know, man, I like I am magnetically attracted to them. So I can definitely see there's probably something more than they thought you were just a good artist. Um, besides being a good artist, I could also speak well. So I could represent mm. when the media came calling at 16, I could speak on live television. Mm. I had my sentences correctly. I sounded eloquent in all of that. And I, I took no nonsense from anyone. I had the <laughs> feminist movement through the seventies, giving me power that guys are not there to push us around. I st stood up for myself, but I was like, not even a hundred pounds. I'm five foot two. I was a tiny, tiny little thing <laughs> and extremely sassy. So I would instigate trouble and guys were reluctant to smack me up because I was so small. So I was like a little screaming chihuahua, you know, at them, and I viciously shred anyone with with just you know verbally so you know guys were in fear of me uh or or, or my wrath I, I not that i hurt them physically but i did a little bit of that to <laughs> smack them around when i needed them to hit me back oh guys love it when you insult them smack oh, them up oh yeah. they love it yeah a little uh, light emotional abuse i i am super into that i get it but uh <laughs> where does that where does that that no nonsense that sense of self that strength you're talking about the feminist movement but like where does that come from did you have like a really strong mom was your dad like did he kind of encourage that where did that come from no god no my my, my real dad in ecuador is an architectural engineer he was a senator he was a corrupt senator hmm. he abandoned my mom and my hmm. sister when we were very little and went back to his wife and has a few bunch of other kids down there so he was a womanizer a gambler uh, a worse a politician <laughs> so, you know, perhaps the gift of gab comes from that and the gift to illustrate because two of my brothers down there are architectural engineers as well. Um, so they followed in the family footsteps. And in high school, I was majoring in architecture. I figured that's the direction that I was going to go. But I was led astray. I, I realized I was a free spirit needed to be paint large and colorful and wild and, and blaze my own path and not follow, you know, directed you know, mathematical equations that you have to do for, for art, real architecture, as it should be. We want our buildings to stand up. But it was dreadfully boring as a teenager. I was running wild and free with my friends and hardly ever attending class. But I did go to art high school. So I got some some smidgen of art education back, back way back when. But, um, you know, I'd like to say that I, I held it together as, as a young person in, in, in the boys club. So, you know, I had to I had to learn how to navigate that. And and, and teenage boys aren't too hard to manipulate <laughs> a, a smart cookie that knows just just how to manipulate them and have them eating out of your hand and doing whatever, you know. So I learned that skill early on, even even before high school, how to be a coquette and how to and how to control these boys. So, you know, I navigated really quite well. And then um, by 1980, 81, the, the exhibits started to happen, and as well as books and documentaries, the motion picture Wild Style, I had a lead role in that at 16, 17 and such. So everything snowballed, you know, the traveling the world and being a celebrity and having, having to give out autographs as a teenager and having a big bank account as the paintings were selling like hotcakes early on in the galleries and, 
and we just couldn't keep up with the demand. I literally did not have time for my senior year of high school wow. because I was hooked up with projects and interviews and traveling and, and school. Then they frown on, on, on kids just walking out the door doing their thing. You need like a parent to come get you. You're a minor. You know, I, I wasn't having that. I was done. I took my GED, the exam, and, and I was done with school. I moved on with life. I had a career. All right. So something I noticed, and it was really uh -huh. subtle, and I may be reading into this, but you first said that you are an artist. And then after that, you said your origins were graffiti artists. So like, I, I'm always curious how people either utilize labels or don't, and whether they're applied by themselves or others. And so you said artists first, which I love because that's all encompassing. That can mean so many things. So how do you feel about Graffiti artists, because whenever I look you up, everything says graffiti, graffiti, but. Right, right. That's people need a label in order to describe us to others. It's either graffiti or street art or hip hop or some kind of label to describe to others. But I'm an artist. I'm basically a painter. Hmm. Um, I, when I'm called a graffiti artist, again, that's a label to describe to others what my origins were. Graffiti to us was just like um, university or schooling is to others. That was our boot camp for art, our right. graffiti. And I did that for like five years, painted on subways. It taught, taught me courage and confidence mm. and a different personality than I started off with. Mm. So much more bravado and confidence than I, I actually <laughs> really have. This is just, this is just, you know, an act. Cause inside I'm just soft and squishy and and all of that, like like any girl. Anyway, so um, that was our schooling. And and you are not still called a college student, are you? No. Nobody else is either. You're not called no. a college student or university or even an arts major or, or you mm. know, you're not called that. You're called by your profession once you're out of there. So, you know, um, some people, of course, love to, you know, throw around their university if it's Ivy League. I'm I'm Harvard, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> See the guys wearing what, the big class rings and stuff, yeah. Right, right, because that, that shows prestige. It's not just any old school, it's that. So, um, But I don't do graffiti anymore. I haven't broken the law in decades and decades. I don't have the right to call myself a graffiti writer, a graffiti artist, you know, and let's say 90% are graffiti writers, 10% are artists out of the graffiti bunch. 90% of them would just want to bomb and destroy and tag up and and then just go out and have fun and do things in the middle of the night and not do any art, nothing artsy, just tagging and mm. throw ups and fun stuff and, you know, quick stuff. And then 10% of us, you know, want to do a bit of art in the middle of the night and we call ourselves graffiti artists. So mm. and we really, really practice style until we master it and we can do letters and and all of that. That is that is, you know, rare and far and few between people that can handle that. But I also do the illustrational stuff too. I did, you know, characters on trains and, and things. So, um, you know, we're not, we're not really graffiti artists anymore, but I'm also called a street artist. Okay. Everything that I have in the street is perfectly legal. Right. So, you know, the description of a street artist is very vague. It's, it is people who do it legally, who do it illegally, people who do it with stickers and stencils and posters and rubber bands and wood and metal and glass, whatever, whatever. Or knitting, all kinds of mediums you can get arrested. And it's and it's and it's street art. Right. So no one is asking, do is your stuff legal or it's not? What what used to be called a mural 
per perfectly good normal mural, you know, maybe paid for, perhaps not. It's still a mural. Now it's called street art. So, you know, when I bring like regular people out there to do stuff and, and paint a mural for the first time with me on, the, on, a, on a legal spot, like my neighbor down the road here, I got her for her first mural at 71. She's done a few of them now. Is she technically a street artist? I, I'm not sure how it applies. But anyway, that's where we are. I'm sure the labels will come up as graffiti artists because that was my origins. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I've noticed... Um... Uh, graffiti artist or hip hop artist, like I think from digging around, <laughs> I saw that look on your face. Digging around, it seems like uh, well, you did that movie Wild Style at a really early age, right. and that kind of looked like that sort of cemented you. So it's like most of the references kind of stemmed from there. I guess that kind of Absolutely. cemented you as a a hip hop icon almost, huh? So in the early in in the early eighties, um, the the um, the phrase hip hop was coined, perhaps by the movie Wild Style that we are in. That's when it appeared, and that's when the when the corporations and the media all mm. linked it together: graffiti and and break dancing and rap music. I'm seeing these are all elements that belong together. But honestly, it only affected people who lived in some neighborhoods in New York City. Uh, and listen to hip hop music and rap music mm. when that began and all of that. In other neighborhoods, they did not hear it at all. They were still painting to Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and other stuff like that. And so um, this is done as kind of a disservice to us all and lumped us up into a stereotypical kind of hip hop thing because the elements go together and now it's a bona fide subculture. There's the music, there's the art, there's the, you know, all of these elements are needed to be a bona fide subculture. So they threw us in there like backdrop to a concert. And that's and that's what what we're supposed to be. But I witnessed the beginnings of hip hop. Sure, it was entertaining. It was fun when everyone was like party, party, party. But then the the movement changed and turned all thug like everyone wants beef and women were were demeaned and 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 and. And, and and insulted and and you know are treated in such horrible ways and talked to about in such ways just that we were just you know a decoration on some man's arm not to be taken seriously we're either a bitch or a hoe mm. you know come on really there's no medium there there's no acceptance for us talented ladies so the hip-hop movement did not sell with me the music is it wasn't i wasn't too fond of it that well i listened to different music you know, so I, I follow maybe only like Missy Elliott. Aside from that, I'm not, I don't really care for, for, for hip hop music, but they call me a hip hop icon. And that's stereo, another stereotype of that, that we're supposed to fall into this category. Oh, you don't listen to hip hop music? What? Uh, <laughs> well, not many of us did. Again, you know, we were very, very focused on our art and what we did. You know, we weren't running off and dancing here and spinning records over there. And we were focused on our art. People that did all of that stuff, they they were not. They were just little groupies, little dabbling here, dabbling there, not doing it all very, very well. But just a little here, a little there for fun, for fashion. Kids do that. You know, they go through phases. Mm. So, I mean, it seems like you're not just your sense of self, but how women are treated. It seems like that's something that runs deep. Like it sounds like you had that in you from an early age. And I'm wondering, have you kind of, 
have you influenced either uh, others? Have you like the crews you ran with, the people that I'm, I'm assuming you have people kind of what do you call it in art? Like interns? Like what do you call it? Like people who come <laughs> and kind of learn from you? Yes, this apprentices. Is, well, this is, they're still uh, interns and and apprentices. So yes, all of that. But okay. they are they are paid. They are they are staff gotcha. on an hourly wage and and all of that. So um, and then when they're beginning, yes, I have a 17 year old intern. She's more the intern. The other kids. Um, you know, maybe not. They're just called assistants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but do you do you kind of um, do you sort of I, mentor them? I do, I do influence others, and not just the ladies, but the guys as yeah. well. Because yeah. you know, you have to you have to raise your sons with respect from the very beginning. So since I was twelve, I realized that women were being oppressed, mm. and 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 um treated as second-class citizens, and therefore I left my Christian religion. Mm. I realized it was all in the Bible. It was all in the church. It was how we were being treated like trash. And mm. at 12, I realized that, and I and I left my religion. I ditched it, was not having it, no more of that. Uh, so I, I, was, I was a feminist since very early on, I, I feel, and I definitely influence others and inspire, and I, and I empower other women to stand up for themselves, to speak up for themselves, to look a guy straight dead in the eye and tell him what's what. You know, not to bow and say, excuse me, please, I'm sorry, forgive me. No, just tell him what's what. You have to think a little bit more like, because women are raised to be timid little souls and let the men control stuff. So it, it, it is a lifetime of training that, that, that I have to uh, try to, you know, overcome. That they're, they're taught to be timid and meek and, and quiet and do small scale work and artwork and 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 not represent and, and be a wallflower and let the guy let the men folks speak. That you know, there's none of that. So I teach them how to stand up for themselves. I teach them leadership. I teach them how to control stuff. Sure, there's other guys that are older and 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 and, and more powerful and stuff. But if you know better, you can take control. And I am inspired by, you know, uh, a lot of perhaps, you know, television characters, everything from the Brady Bunch in the 70s to the girls standing up for themselves to Charlie's Angels from the 70s. These women were beautiful, but they kicked ass. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. they, they, were, they were powerful. They were they were gorgeous. I had a crush on Jacqueline Smith for the longest. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how, what do you think the balance is of? mentoring just in life in general versus art like would you have people come in like your interns i don't i don't know what you mean i'm, oh, I'm like, always doing my thing they, they they get to assist they get to help um oh. um on everything that i do but when there's other uh, other jobs and gigs that come that i don't want i push them to take i train them to go out into the world and, and do their thing so you know um it's yeah. it's 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 a difficult balance, but I, I, I am always, you know, doing my thing and, and by them helping me definitely prepares them for that. But, you know, my, my older assistant, Matt, he's been with me four years now and he's running, going off and doing his own commissions. I'm still supervising a little bit, making sure that everything is, is, is tight and he's not being exploited, that the design is good mm. and all of that we, we give him paint we give him ladders and scaffold and make sure that he can do this commission and all of that so you know we're training them to 
fly off on their own and, yeah. and exhibit in galleries and, and do jobs and, and earn money because, you know, I can only pay them so much. You know, I pay them an hourly wage, but when they go off and do commissions, they're making thousands of dollars and that's where they should be. Mm. So they have to learn every aspect from doing the artwork to learning the business and being able to speak to a client and ask for all that money and then you'll get it, you know, mm. especially since he's a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> when I was um, when I was managing like junior engineers, they come up a lot of times green right out of college, and I think the most rewarding thing like of my entire occupation was seeing these folks come in and be able to help them grow them, not just professionally but personally, you know, kind of navigate all that stuff. And then when they'd leave the nest, man, I just I don't know, it was like a sense of accomplishment I would have never been able to get on my own. And is that kind of what you get with these people? It's like I, yes. I was going to say sort of motherly instinct, but it's more parental. Like I didn't want to seem to imply that it was just because you're a woman, because I get that same thing. No, no, it's because I, I really didn't have kids of our of my own. With, 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 it just didn't happen for us. I've been married 28 years, but you know, um, I so I always mentor young people. You know, I always always take out that maternal instinct that way. I've always got somebody under my wing, and, and it is the most rewarding work. Um, to, to uh, help these young kids, not just that, you know, out of just out of high school, just out of college, and even during high school. When I lived in New York City, um, I worked a lot more with the Frank Sinatra School of the Arts. That's a high school. It was a 10-minute walk for me. So I paint murals with them regularly every, every year. I, I get an art education grant, so I paint walls with them and, and mentor these kids. And sometimes mm. I, I know them for like the four years that they're there. I paint with them regularly, but they'd also walk up to my studio to come and hang out after school. So I'd also help them build their portfolios so that they can get into college because you know how much college costs could be yeah. $50,000 a year or more yeah. for like NYU and Parsons. And when these kids get a full scholarship, because I've mentored them and helped them build a beautiful portfolio by being, you know, a, 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 an honest critic. Uh, that, that piece isn't that the best. You could make it better like this. And then they go off and do it. And then it's like brilliant. I'm like, wow. So that is the most rewarding thing when they get scholarships after scholarships and they're getting into college by flying by their own talent and skills. But because mm. I encourage them and in school, they do too. The school is amazing. Their teacher is amazing. They, they encourage them and helps them build their future. This is the moment when you get your foot in the door or you're going to have like student debt till you're like, you know, 65. Come on. So, <laughs> you know, do it with these little hands. By all means, you know, just go for it. So I'll help. I'll even help 13 year olds with their portfolio to get awesome. into art high school and then so on and so on. So it's the most rewarding work. I mean, sure, it's nice to sell your paintings for lots and lots of money and, and all of that is wonderful, but it's more rewarding to pay it forward or even more importantly, bring it full circle. Because when I was 16, like I mentioned, grown ups took me seriously. You know, and even more so, not just the graffiti guys, but other people like Martin Wong, Jenny Holzer, you know, some of these guys out in the real world, um, um, what's Keith Haring and, and Basquiat, I exhibited with all of these guys. I, you know, that that's the crowd that I rolled with. But I was a teenager and they took me seriously because of my talent and probably because of my mouth. I don't know. Run <laughs> at the mouth, and I was I was charming and funny and say, sassy. You've, you've and got a spirit about you. Yeah, it's magnetic. I, I, totally I don't know. 
So, um, so I pay it forward. I take kids seriously. I don't care if you're 15 or 16 and I know you can pull it out. I know you got it in you and I believe in them and therefore they step up. You know, they haven't disappointed me yet. Kids are absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know, something you said, take kids seriously. That's something I've always done. Like I've always talked to kids just like I would anybody else. You know what I mean? It's like, I give you the same level of respect I do everybody else. And I, th I, it's amazing how many adults switch into like this, like even like with a 15 year old, they switch into like this little kid voice. Like when they're talking to them, it's like, why do you do that? Like I can't, like my, everything about me cringes when I hear that. It's like, ugh, what's wrong? So um, I, I learned in a way uh, uh, um, that it's probably unexpected how to take kids, even more younger kids, even more seriously, middle schoolers. Is my husband and I, we do have, we haven't in a few years, but we play a lot of Minecraft. You familiar with Minecraft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. So there's a big grown-up community in that, by the way. Yeah, so absolutely. you know, we we build amazing worlds, and then we have kids from all over the world come and visit and hang out, and you can speak on, you know, you can speak with them, and there be in all parts of the world, and they come to your world, and they build homes and businesses, start governments, and do all kinds of interesting stuff, and. They're at 12, they can build like automatic machines that run with like computers and stuff. And again, a 12 year old built a government and was running, I had to attend government meetings. I, it, was, <laughs> it, was so, it was so cool. These kids are brilliant at that age and they're like little grownups. So, you know, I, I just can't believe how, how people treat them like kids. No, 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 they're, they're amazing. I paint with middle schoolers and high schoolers. They're my favorite. That's so cool. That's so, you know, I've noticed at least in my life, uh, you know, like putting stuff out on the internet, you can like create your art, whatever it happens to be, you can toil and toil. And sometimes not much comes back. And then every now and then somebody will come back and tell you how much whatever you did or said made a difference, inspired them. I'm willing to bet you get that back on a pretty regular basis, right? Very much so, you know, well, way back, way back when your MySpace was around, I had, I had a big, I had an account in that and I had a huge collection of other women artists from around the world, you know, hundreds and hundreds of women and they'd send me photos of their work, giant murals and they say, you inspired me to do this, it's because of you that, that I did this and I have a career as art, you showed me and proved to them that even with my unconventional beginnings as a subway graffiti writer, I've taken it, made it into a career and as a success. And I keep going and going and bigger and larger museums and, and, and bigger walls and so on. And, and I've inspired even, you know, um, young guy, a young guy to open a skate shop somewhere. It's like, well, what do I have to do with skate? I just gave him the, <laughs> the, 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 the I, I empowered him to just, you know, get it in gear. And this is something I read in the magazine. I'm like, it's not something that, you told me in person, it's like, wow, wow, this is amazing. I have an impact on people that is beyond my comprehension. So I take my my role seriously being a role model and, and be knowing that I can empower other people to do that. So they, they, they get back to me all the time. Sometimes it's like a three or four page um, um, study on, on a mural that I painted and how they wow. deciphered it. And they're completely wrong. It was, you know... A, <laughs> An image I, I, I felt like doing at the moment, it fit the space. I wanted to get out of there real quick because I didn't like my hotel. It didn't mean anything. 
but they wrote four pages on some political imaginary thing and stuff. And I was like, it sounds good. Go with it. Submit it. It's fine. You know, it, it, it's completely wrong, but uh, it sounded interesting. Uh, so I, I impact folks in all kinds of ways. Um, I get, I get kids that write me from every corner of the world and I do wow. uh, Skype chats and zoom chats and, and stuff. They're writing their papers and, and, and they're doing a, a video or some kind. I get hundreds of kids that write me and we write wow. them back. I get an art education grant. So I'll even stick to a 12-year-old from Sweden. I'll, I'll talk to a 10-year-old from Australia or a, a young professional from, you know, the UK who's learning to do murals. And, you know, since I've traveled the world, I realize it's different scenarios in different places. And But kids reach out to me from every corner. So when I get some grown-up to say, oh, I, I don't know how to find you. So like, oh, my goodness, some 10-year-old from, you know, India could find me and from <laughs> Iran could find me. Uh, and, and you and you can you're you're in, in Miami oh my lord so um, I, I love speaking with kids and, and 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 educating them and making sure that they understand all of these things the difference between graffiti between street art and how and how it works and how you can take it on to be a career you know you got to learn how to hustle 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 they're not going to just acknowledge how brilliant you are you got to learn how to hustle mm-hmm you got to speak for, I, that's something I learned. It's like, if you don't speak up for yourself, nobody else will, you know, you've got to, yeah, you got to find color, your voice. Scream, yeah. you know, make yourself heard, make you make some noise. Especially when you're five you foot know, two, I, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm very small, but, um, I, I, it's hard to imagine that, but I, I run a crew of, of, of painters and, and such, even a crew of guys, and, and, and I'm the, the boss on the job. And it's hard for my husband to, you know, kind of deal and cope with that. But, you know, there's always the, the status of the master artist. I drew this thing. I'm in charge. Hmm. That's all there is to it. You know, I designed it. This is my baby. Everyone has to listen to me. When it's a collaboration, mind you, and he, my husband is a brilliant artist in his own right, when I found him way back when he had already traumatized a couple of mayors in New York City with all his antics, with uh, <laughs> taking out the subways, the Brooklyn Bridge, the highway, him and his brother, they destroyed all kinds of everything in New York. And so he was he was a bit of a bomber. That's what they're called. Guys that love to just, you know, uh, um, do a lot of vandalism. But when I met him and we married, I discovered that he was a, a, an artist deep down and got it all out. Got it all out. So he's been a brilliant artist. And when we collaborate, he paints his thing next to me. I don't I don't say boo. And I paint my thing, another artist on my other side, and we all collaborate together. But if I design the entire job and we're being paid, everyone listens to me. I'm 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 the boss on, on duty. And I can be a pretty, pretty tough, horrible, nasty dragon of a anyway. That's I hard get the job done. That's hard to imagine. <laughs> But I, I like the so it's like my partner and I we do the same thing like my wife we, um, whoever is in charge at this point in time they take the lead role like you organize all this stuff you're the lead on that and then over here and over there there is no like we're never subservient to each other it's an absolute partnership and um, sometimes stuff needs to get done and I need it done now and it doesn't matter who's in charge right it's like you're not gonna get your feelings hurt. You know, we're just all moving in the same direction and we're a team. And it's awesome to to hear that. Like, I I could see that is exceptionally important to you and um, as it should be. 
as as anybody like i don't know man like just the idea i'm i was born in 81 so just a slightly different generation and raised in probably a completely different place i grew up in texas and um for some reason like i've always viewed people as equals right like we are just tools in a toolbox if somebody is better at one job i don't care what gender you are what race what ethnicity what you believe if you're good at what you do go do it you know uh, and, you get, and you get that respect. Yeah. Do it well. Yeah. Yeah. Give it and you get it. I love it. Well, yeah. I know you told me you had 30 minutes and we're right about there. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull the plug on it. I, yeah. uh, cause I try to be super respectful of time. It sounds like you are busy. Sure. And I just, I think that my assistants are going to walk in the doors shortly. So, yeah. You know, we yeah. And you know what? Like hearing how giving you are of your time how could I ever possibly take another second? Like when you have all these amazing like kids to work with and I was just, it's like, oh my goodness. Like it makes me feel amazing. The fact that you would give me even uh, a minute of your time. So I really appreciate that. So I want to say right here at the end, if people hear you, they're interested and like, I didn't even get to talk about how your art inspires me or touches me, any of that stuff, but they will definitely be affected by it. So if you want people to interact with you in some way or, or see a thing or go to a website or whatever, or a social, what is that? Um, my Instagram is ladypinknyc. All right, that's easy. And, yeah, Short, and I have a website as well for, for you know, um, that's ladypinknyc.com. All so right. for more more serious inquiries, but otherwise my Instagram, I try to keep up. I put stories and and I put I post everything, most everything that I do. I do more than I could ever post, but you know it's out there. My Instagram. Importantly, I see what all my homegirls are doing around the world, and they inspire me. And they inspire me. All the ladies out there. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna stop recording and just one more time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm -hmm.